What is up, everybody? Joe Sib here with you, Rad Parenting, with my co-host, Anaya Bogue. We are back from our travels. I was recently up in Portland and Seattle. Got to say thanks to everyone that came out to my shows. It was a blast meeting people, Anaya, that listened to us in the Northwest. That's really exciting. It was. I had uh, one. I had a friend show up at the show. And his wife and him showed up. I'm not going to say their names because he's one of those guys who would be like, why'd you say my name? I will say this. He's a ripping drummer, and you should go to Revival Drum Shop. You know what? Hell, I'm going to say his name, Jose Medellis. He's the <laughs> owner and founder of Revival Drums in Portland, Oregon, and you should go there. Fred Armisen hangs out there. Every killer drummer hangs out there. And he came to the show with four drummers and his wonderful wife, and he told me, uh, I have never written a review on any podcast Except yours. Wow. That's how much he uh, and his wife and him like the show. That's awesome. And they really want to meet you. You got to go to the Northwest. Okay. Yes. Yes, you I'm do. Ready. Yeah, you're ready to go. Hey, uh, before we start the show, if you are in the Los Angeles area uh, and you would love something to do this Sunday night, we're talking October 1st, uh, 7.30 p.m. at the world-famous Improv on Melrose Avenue. You need to go there because Anea and the Stand Up For Girls benefit is going on. I am hosting. Uh, we have a great list of comedians. Anea? Uh, so we have Natasha Legero, Nikki Glazer, uh, Jackie Kashian, Kashian um, Pete Holmes, and our, we just announced Sherry Shepard from The View. Pete Holmes. I love Pete Holmes. Last time he hosted it, this time I'm going to host it, and it'll be a great night. You can get tickets right now. Go to the improv, improv.com. Select the city, Hollywood, and you can get tickets to the show. And I got to say, there's only like probably 100 left. Yeah, if, if that. If yeah, that. For sure. If that. And we've sold out the last two years, so we, we expect with this insanely, insanely talented lineup that it's going to sell it again. Absolutely. And it is for a great cause, stand-up for girls, comedians doing comedy for a great, great uh, cause. And you get a chance to meet Anae and I. Yeah. Probably gonna, yeah, you're probably going to want to hang out with Anaya, not me. Come on out. But uh, I'm excited for the show. Thanks, me too. So that is our business. Also, uh, hit us an email, radparenting at gmail.com. Uh, also, you can text the word parenting to 313131, and you get the show earlier than everyone else. All right. Is that all our business? I think so. I feel good. Yeah, me all too. Right. Let's do it. Uh, today's show actually was something that I saw, mm -hmm. and it was just, it was literally last night. I was in the store, and it made me think about today, and I was like, I'm just going to put Anaya on the spot, mm, all right? Goody. So right now, for everyone <laughs> listening, this is how good Anaya Bogue is. Either this is going to go really, really well, or you're never <laughs> listening to, to this show again. again. Okay. And it's just a concept I want to ask okay. you. Okay, real simple. I was in the store. Uh, I'm at Trader Joe's doing mm -hmm. my bit. And, uh, you know, going in there to get the last minute shopping. And of course I waited till the last minute. Karen and I went back and forth. Oh, I'll go. You go. And of course she's like, okay, I'll go. Yeah. And I'm like, great. You've been driving all day and it's 530. Cool. I get sent there. That's my punishment. Should have went earlier. <laughs> so I go to the store and I'm in there and, um, you know how the kids look for the monkey? And if you find the monkey, they give you a little, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. super cool. Yes. I loved when my kids did that. And there was a, Little boy, and he was looking for the monkey. Somehow or another, he was over in the area where they have all the like, uh, I guess it's like not eggs, but like the milk and it's almond milk area, like yeah, the yeah, dairy yeah. section. Yep. And when he was over there, he accidentally, while he was looking for the monkey, I don't know what he did, but he knocked over like a thing of almond milk mm -hmm. and then that one fell out and nothing like broke, but definitely made a mess. Yeah. And the guy from Trader Joe's in the Hawaiian shirt, because they all wear Hawaiian yeah. shirts, he rolled out and the mom right away said, Say you're sorry. 
Say you're sorry. Mm-hmm. And right in my head, I'm like, yeah, damn, dude, say you're sorry. I mean, I know you're looking for the monkey, but can't be thrashing. <laughs> First say you're sorry. Yeah, you know, say you're sorry. And the little boy looked up and he had he had the people around him in the store uh. with the uh, person from Trader Joe's, his mom, and everyone looking at him. And he looked at everyone and said, hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. And right away, it diffused the situation. Yes. So the guy working there was like, thank you for the respect. Puts away the mess mm-hmm. the boy made. Little boy goes on his business. Mom's happy. All passerbys are happy. But my brain started thinking, is the little boy really sorry? Mm. And then, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. And I don't even smoke weed, you guys. Then I started thinking, <laughs> <laughs> then I started thinking last night, mm-hmm. how many times in my life do I say, hey, Ali, I'm sorry. Yeah. Joe, did you really put that back in the, oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, did you do this? Oh, I'm sorry. Through your whole life. I'm sorry. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. And then it diffuses the situation. And then I started breaking it down to my own kids. And I wondered if they have really learned the concept. I'm sure they have now because they're older. But for the parents that have the young ones out there, and I'm talking that, that boy in the store, mm-hmm. five years old, all the way to 10, how do we, and is it important to really lay down the foundation for when you use the words, I'm sorry, mm. and understanding what they mean? Or do we perpetuate the the go-to, I'm sorry, just to diffuse a situation? And really teaching our children, when you say you're sorry, do you really mean it? And mm. I'm going to throw this out there too. Maybe sometimes you don't say you're sorry because you really truly don't believe I didn't do anything wrong. Right. Like, is that too big of a concept to throw out there to our children? With all that said, ladies and gentlemen, Anaya Bogue. Wow. Okay. So I have a, I have a bunch of thoughts around this. Do First you like of this all, idea? I do like it. I okay. do like. Well done, Joe. No, and I love that you've been doing so much thinking. <laughs> it's crazy. I think now. It's so weird. <laughs> No, no. I mean, usually I would have just cruised through Trader Joe's yeah, when the kid made the thing. mess. I'd be like, F him. Get, yeah. Just keep, as long as it's not my stuff. But yeah. now I turn into that guy. I'm like, hmm, is there a teachable moment? Right. I'm surprised you didn't go and hand that mother a, a rad parenting <laughs> card. Here, tune into our show. Um, okay. So first of all, I'm going to make a, a sort of a blanket statement. Okay. And, and I would say, gen- in general, I feel quite strongly about the importance of just us as humans in general, doing things with some degree of sincerity. Um, that can't always be the case because we have lots on our plates and we're sort of moving through and, and you know, quote, unquote, like doing the right thing or sometimes doing the bare minimum just because we can't do more than that. But I think that there is absolutely something to be said for doing our best as parents to seize opportunities to teach um uh, being sincere in your behavior, in your words. So mean what you say, say what you mean, blah, blah, blah. And so I think the I'm sorry thing often falls almost in the same way as we teach kids manners. Like when we say, say please, say thank you. How often do we stop and go, okay, so here's why we say thank you. Like this is a, a, a show of our appreciation. Uh, you know, some, another person has just done something for us and it's important to acknowledge that, to, to express our, our, our appreciation, whatever. Um, and so, but we we sort of set that we set that that um, standard with with words like please and thank you. Not a bad thing, but probably a good thing for us every now and then to be like, you want to know why I always tell you to say please and thank you? Because what you're what I'm getting from you right here is that if we don't 
let someone know, even when it comes to this idea of what you're yep. talking about with manners. Yep. Hey, the reason we say please, yep. and the reason we thank, say thank you yeah. are these reasons yep. that once again, they're just words to these little young little minds. That's right. And I've, Got it. and taken, taken further than that, it sets this precedent for um, my words don't like, they're, they're just things that I'm just supposed to say, like I'm following a script as opposed to helping our kids become aware of being sort of the authors of their own stories. And it, it, it connects, it sets a foundation for saying, you are responsible for your words. You are responsible for your actions. Think about what you say before you say it, because once it's out there, it's out there. It's like, we're sort of contradicting that when we're just commanding our children to say pleases and thank yous. And in this case, the, the I'm sorry. Um, I would say that with this particular example, which I really love, there's more depth here because to say I'm sorry, so first of all, there, there's a tremendous opportunity here, and I think the intention of that mother um, was probably twofold. One, she needed to look like a good parent who had a kid that wasn't just rude and running amok because that would reflect poorly on her. And so there's a little bit in there of like, let's always make note of the fact that we are not parenting from a place of ego and a kid being rambunctious, although certainly is in our charge and we need to take some responsibility as parents for how we teach our kids to handle themselves in a public place. Sometimes I think we throw out the teachable moment that might have taken a little longer just to get like spare our, oh my God, I'm going to look like a terrible parent if my kid doesn't say I'm sorry, right? Or I need to make sure my kid knows that when he or she does something that makes a mess or or causes somebody else to have to come away from their other work and and, and clean this up, that that there's there's something to that. And we need to apologize for taking that person's time. Okay. So now if we're going to do this and teach, use this as a teachable moment, this is an opportunity to say, it's a really powerful thing to take responsibility. Saying I'm sorry is taking responsibility. And when you take responsibility, you're saying, I made a choice um, to do this and here was the consequence. And I'm really sorry that that's inconvenienced you. It's made a mess for you, blah, blah, blah. I'd like to help fix that. What it does not mean, and I think that the reluctance that we even as adults have for taking responsibility or saying sorry from a sincere place is we have this thing in our society that says, if you say I'm wrong, or you say I'm sorry, or you say that's my responsibility, that makes you somehow lesser, weaker, you know, making mistakes is not okay. When in fact, taking responsibility is enormously empowering. And the reason that I'm sorry diffuses a situation is because when someone feels wronged or put out, they want the other human in the mix to say, I see you. And I understand that my choice in that moment put you out. So what you're saying is, if it, when you use the words, I'm sorry, yeah. that not only does it make the person saying, I'm sorry, put a period to the bad situation, mm -hmm. but quickly lets the person that has been wronged or feels wrong yeah. gets a period on their end, and then there is a quicker re resolvement to the whole situation. That's right. Yes, a quick, quicker resolution. So it's like both people. Is resolvement are saying, a word? Um, I don't think so. Cool. Just made one yeah, up. Yeah, just made one. New word from Joseph. New I word love from it. Joseph. Hey, really quick, we're gonna uh, take a take a word with our sponsors here. Uh, Anae and Joe hanging out, talking about uh, using the words "I'm sorry" and teaching our kids to really mean it when they say it. This is Rad Parenting. Uh, here's a word from our sponsors, real quick. Joseph and Bogue, Rad Parenting. We are back. I just made up a word. What was the word I made? Re resolvement. Resolvement. Instead of resolution. Although that's a reasonable, like, you know, thing for somebody who hasn't been speaking English for 50 years. Think. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> 
Making up words. No, I love it. Back to our topic. We're talking about a situation I saw at our local Trader Joe's where a uh, mess was made by a little young little kid, super cute kid too. Uh, and his mom was like, say you're sorry. And he did. And everyone in the store was happy. And the guy that had to come up from Trader Joe's in the Hawaiian shirt was happy. And the mom was happy. But I could see in the little boy's eye, I could care less of the mess I made. He just moved on. He knew what to say. And, I, and I'm, when I say that, I, I'm, I'm joking around a little bit. He was so young. I don't even think he knew. And this is why mm-hmm. we're doing the show. Even what I'm sorry meant. But he did know that if I say those words, everyone will put a smile back yes. on their face. Yes. So what I'm asking you, and, and you've touched on a little bit, is the importance of teaching our children what those words mean. But you're even going deeper. Yeah. I want you to go a little bit deeper. You touched on it a minute ago uh, before our break right there. Go back to your idea of manners because that was something I don't think we've ever talked about on the show, mm-hmm. just like please and thank you mm-hmm. and what those words mean and actually uh, having a dialogue with your with your children on why we say those words. Right. Well, I think it's important. And I think really if I were to like say what we're, what we're talking about here is the need to find balance, to put time into both teaching our children things like manners for, for, for manners sake. And, and that's primarily, I think the thrust behind that is we're not living in a bubble as an individual, even as a family, as a little family, we have to go out into the world. And part of the way that humans have, uh, we've sort of created this script that we, if we follow it, we can move through the world with each other with a little bit more ease. Okay. On the other hand, and not even, and I, and I do mean like, so there are two hands here and they're both important. So that's one piece that obviously has value. The other part is that we don't want that to be taught exclusive to here's the deeper purpose behind that. That's important. And even if it's as simple as what I just said, when we say pleases and thank yous and use our manners, or we, um, you know, it's, it's no different necessarily than following the rules of the road. Like there might be some times when we're in a hurry, we want to just blow through that stop sign. The reason we stop at the stop sign consistently is because that one time that you might blow through that stop sign, if someone else is coming through, somebody could get hurt. So there is importance to us having certain rules and ways of doing things so that we can function in a safe, you know, reasonably pleasant manner with no, each the, other. The analogy that you're using with traffic and driving is, is perfect. Because how many times are you driving and you're like, I just want to do a U-turn right now. That's right. It's double yellow lines. There's right. no one there. Uh, okay, I'm going to start doing it. And then all of a sudden tragedy happens. That's right. And what you're saying is, is that you need to follow and understand the rules of what these words mean and, and teaching our children what they mean and that, and that words come with power. That's right. You know, uh, one thing you said a, a second ago too that that I want to kind of dive a little deeper into is that the power of the words you know once you say something you can't take it back yeah uh, one of the best things I ever heard is you can't unring a bell yes you know when you say something crazy or you say something you know nice profound yeah. you can't unring a bell like there's no taking that back yeah. which in in my world oh my gosh I have rang the bell so many times and tried to unring it and it's, un- it's yeah it's impossible uh, talk a little bit about that how do you teach even going it with our children, mm-hmm. how can we teach them really the power of language? And I know that I'm going deeper yeah, than no, we started out with, I'm sorry, but how early can we say, hey, you know, using that word 
that's really not a nice word to use. Or, hey, you said this to your friend. Do you even know what you really said? That, right. that hurt them. Because when you're younger, you're, it's words. You're learning. You know, look at me. I'm making up words at 50. <laughs> so imagine when a little young mind mm-hmm. maybe says something to during a play date or hanging out with their friend. Yeah. And later on, do you, do you say, hey, you know, when you said this to so-and-so, did you think maybe that could that's right. be said a different way? So that's exactly the conversation. So as opposed to making a statement that's just like, don't use that word. It's not nice, Got which it. is what our tendency to do is. And let me just say that in the moment, just like the mom in the Trader Joe's, look, I, there's a lot happening. I've got to get my groceries. I feel like this is total chaos. I need to just get my kid together and get home and be making dinner. On the drive home, that's when you can dive deeper. The kid's not going to necessarily, I'm not suggesting that in the aisle in front of the dairy at Trader that you're going to be like, okay, we're going to sit here for 10 (laughs) or 15 and have a real little lesson here, young man. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, sure, do what you need to do in that moment. And then the moment that you can, like as soon as you can while it's fresh, that's when you do the deeper dive. And you say, let's talk about why mama wanted you or why, you know, daddy or whomever wanted you to say, sorry. And... Um, and then I think one thing that I have found incredibly effective, which also then teaches, there's this other beautiful layer here of it teaches compassion is to do the, okay, like not in an aggressive, like, what the heck were you thinking? But in a, like, let's stop and think for a second what that might've been like. So when you were horsing around or whatever you were doing and the milk spilled and that, you know, nice man man had to come and clean that. We took him away from something else he needed to do. What about if at the end of the night, when he wants to go home and see his family, he's got to work an additional 10 minutes because we took him away from that. Like just as an example, that is not to like be drilling your kid into the ground and really just make them want to, you know, shrivel up and disappear. But it is to help them understand that every, every action that we take, every word we say, every action we take has an impact right? As we move through the world. And some of the impact is going to be that it's going to bring love and light into the world and it's going to, people are going to laugh or they're going to smile at us or whatever. And that's yummy and everything. But also because we are actors in the world moving through, sometimes our choices, especially when we make choices that are maybe not well thought through, we don't understand like the, the weight of them, are, is going to affect somebody in a way that is going to be detrimental. It's going to take something away from their day in a way that we wouldn't want it taken away from ours. And so now we're not only giving depth to the taking responsibility in this saying, I'm sorry, but really understanding how we sort of move around the world in this sort of interdependent fashion. I love too what you're saying about going off a script because we do do go through script every single day. Mm -hmm. You wake up in the morning, you have your uh, conversation with your wife, you talk about the topics you're going to talk, you get into your car, you go to work, you have your conversations at work, you get off of work, you go to the store with your son or daughter and they spill something, they horse around, something happens and okay, staying on script, you are cue, action, say you're sorry. Right. So what you're saying is taking that moment when we're out of the situation, which I will say I have learned so much from taking that advice from you because any situation I've had with my son or daughter over the last, you know, since we started the mm-hmm. show, uh, that I've stepped back and said, okay, right now is not the time to have this conversation. Why? Because their friends are around. Mm-hmm. B, because I'm a little sensitive right yeah. now. My chest is a little tight. <laughs> yeah. The coffee that I had is really telling me I should yell. Yeah. You know, uh, that voice in my mind needs to chill for a second. Yeah. All of those scenarios, but also taking the opportunity at some point to go off of script mm-hmm. behind the scenes and say, hey, you know, this afternoon when this happened and you said you were sorry, I want to really make sure that you were because what ended up happening was 
when you did A, B, and C, these are the other reactions that happened around it. Are you aware of that? Yeah. And whenever I've laid it out that way, there's been a little pushback like, oh, I don't even know what you're talking about. Now I'm talking about teenagers. Oh, I don't even know. I don't even know what you're talking about. Well, I didn't do that. And then what I always feel, and this is for the parents to look forward to, is there's this moment when young minds will like the five and seven and eight-year-olds, it's weird. They almost right away go, oh yeah, I never thought of that. So that was lame that I knocked everything over? Kind of. Yeah, you're right. But then there comes this part in kids' lives when they're around 12 to like, I don't know, 15, 16, yeah. that they go back to, I don't even know what you're talking about. Well, I think it's rad to throw the almond milk in the aisle. I think the guy likes cleaning it up. And you're like, what are you talking about? But then I realize that if you let that answer sit out there in the universe, like, oh really, you really feel that way? I, in my experience as a parent, nine times out of 10, dude, can I talk to you? You were right about what you said. You know, uh, I just wasn't paying attention and sorry that A, B, and C happened. And you know what? I am sorry about what I said. And you're like, there we go. That was the moment that I wanted to have. I just want the, I just want the meaning behind those words, I'm sorry, to really resonate in your mind. Yeah. And I get it. You're going to go through life and sometimes you're on script. Just say you're sorry, get it over with. Boom. Yeah. But- that why that was what uh, I wanted to ask you about, and I love the idea of like what you're saying because that's a great concept for all of us to take in. Anea is going off a of script. I love that. Yeah, I love yeah. that because it, we are also on script, which you know, like I say, we're just trying to make ends meet. Well, Everyone's well that's got it. Jobs. You know, it's that's hard. it. And I think that we have to just keep remembering that our role as parents, if I were to if I were to sum it up, I think is to be to recognize that we're teachers. Like we have basic. That's what we've signed on for. We, is is to provide yeah. is to provide like you know I it's interesting I was speaking a couple weeks ago up north and I and I sort of introduced this way of summarizing this I called it my 3G philosophy of parenting which is guidance plus guidelines or guidelines plus guidance plus growth potential which is what you just touched on giving the kids giving our children so it's like you know in introducing what the guidelines are here here's the deal this is how we what we need to do to be able to move through the world in a way that is going to be beneficial for ourselves to be our truest best self and to allow other people the same here's the guidance here's me helping you and nudging you along and reminding you of what these guidelines are and then giving space for our kids to figure it out to reach their their potential and giving them enough space to do that so just like a plant needs enough room in a pot, otherwise it stops growing. We need to drop the two G's and then we need to leave room for the third G. And uh, not not uh, not to go sideways right now, but we did an episode with that title yes, in it. Yes. So and if you want to check that out, I want yes. to. I would, say, I would say it's about 79, 78. Yeah, just a few ago. Like just maybe a few five, ago. Five or six episodes what, ago. Because when you said that concept right now, I remember you yes. coming up with the title for the show based on that, the three That's G's. That's right. And so here's another, this is another example, another iteration of it is like, do what you need to in the, mo in the moment. Yes, we say sorry when we're, when we're wherever and something bad happens. But then there's this expectation that for, this, for you to most benefit from this and grow from this experience and have the, what, the information that you need to make a different choice next time because you are the captain of your own ship, you are the author of your own story, here's what you need to know. And then give them an opportunity to see if they can apply what you've it. just shared with I them. love it. Yeah, saying I'm sorry is something. I mean, I've said I'm sorry. It's 9 a.m. and I've said I'm sorry like 40 times today. All right. <laughs> Yeah, and, yeah. and, and we, we're especially I, I, bad at teaching girls and women yeah. that, like just to make everything okay by quickly saying sorry and apologizing for themselves to the nth. Obviously, I'm joking. I haven't said it that many times, but I it is a go-to 
phrase that I will say when I haven't even given it any consideration if I really truly am sorry. So what I think we can also take from today's show is as parents, you can think about it more too before you throw out those words. I'm sorry. Uh, one thing that you you said was in this situation, being parents, mm-hmm. we're teachers. Yes. And speaking for myself, and I, I, I got a feeling for the listeners out there, is that sometimes you are a parent, you have been working all day, you have been trying to make everything happen, mm-hmm. you're a driver, you're a coordinator, you're a parent, you're a, a spouse, you're a partner. Oh, great. So on top of that now, you got to throw teacher into the mix. I know for me personally, there comes times where, and I've said it before on this show a million times, I just get lazy. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a teacher right now. Yeah. Say you're sorry. You're sorry. All right, we're done. Move on. Yeah. And those times are always going to be there. But anyone that's listening to this show, you've already made such a huge effort to listen to a show about parenting that you can use that moment in time to go, you know what? I rem- okay, this, I got to be the teacher right now. You know, a f- a, just a few days ago, Karen and I were going back and forth with something uh, with one of our kids, and we were going to have a conversation. And it was a conversation I didn't want to really have at that time. It was like five, you know, six o'clock on a yeah. Saturday. And I'm like, really? We got to yeah. have this right now? And then I looked at Karen and I go, oh, we got we to gotta go. We got we to gotta put our parenting gear on yeah. right now yes. because we have to have this conversation. And do I really want to have it? No. I'd rather sit down, have a couple Coors Lights, and chill and <laughs> not think about anything. Yeah. But all right, here we go. It's parenting moment right now. Here we are. And you, and you got to put that it's, hat on yeah. and you got to make it happen. It's part of the deal. Yeah, it's part of the deal. And those opportunities, as you always say, present themselves. And we've learned in so many different... They, they come like... They're, they're almost like hidden yes. in other you situations. Expect it. Expect <laughs> it. And, and also just to, to just put everybody... Give everybody a little bit a little bit of um, ease with all this because I don't want our, our listeners to be like, oh my gosh, one more thing. But remember that you always have the go-to, like, we need to talk about this. I'm not in the best frame of mind, but we're going to come back to this later because folks, that is also great modeling. Like if you know as an individual that you cannot engage in a productive you know, grounded conversation right now, you can always say, I need to come back to this tomorrow. And, and then you give your kids permission. To I do love saying that. Yeah. And I've said that, you know, there's times where I'll drop right into the conversation, but I will say, hey, you know what? I need more time to think about that. Yeah. And I want to give you the right answer. Yeah. Always acceptable. And then even when there's more pushback, oh, you're just saying that we're never going to talk about it again. No, we will. Yeah. But right now, I'm going to be honest, buddy. I don't have the right answer. And you know what? I, I My brain isn't operating in the way that you would like it to. So I can yeah. give you a real answer yeah. and a decision that you're looking for. Yeah. And yeah. I say that. Yes. No, perfect. That's, and that's ideal. Like you, it's, it's acceptable to be like, this won't go well now. If, if, if we do this right now, it's not going to go well. Two years well. ago before the podcast, wasn't saying that. Was not saying that. Hey, you, you know, know what? The answer's no, because you asked me too many times. Why? Because I said so. I'd be that guy. Wow. There you go. So glad we're doing this. Let me just tell you, like the other, <laughs> the other weird thing for me with this whole I'm sorry thing has been as a Canadian. So one of the things is that's true of, at least here in California, is people say I'm sorry to express um, their compassion for your own stuff. So in other words, um, if, if somebody, if I said, oh, you know, I'm really struggling with I'm fill sorry. in the blank. I'm, I'm like, sorry. I'm sorry. And you're like, when, when I first moved here, I was like, but I didn't 
wait a minute, I didn't say that you you did it. You're responsible for this know, thing I'm, I'm carrying. Sorry. And I'm trying to think about what is another way to say it. Like what can what is the substance? Because you know what you really want to say is this. I'll tell you why we say that. Because when you're saying, you know, uh, just recently this happened to me yeah. and I found out everything's gone and that they broke in, they took everything. Yeah. What you're really saying when you say I'm sorry is, ooh, I'm bummed for you. Uh, that's so sucks. glad it wasn't yeah. me. So and I don't know what else to me. say. Yeah, so stoked that wasn't me. It's, cool. It's, I don't really want to talk. For me, I don't want to talk about that anymore. Yeah. Let's Let's talk about. Let's move know, on to the next. Let's thing. Let's move on to the next thing that is fun because yes. that sucks for you. Yeah. Oh, everything got taken. You know, that's really- yeah. I don't want to think about it happening to me. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. So that's just been a, that's my own little weird. I'm sorry thing that I've I had to struggle with since I've moved from Canada to the difference between Canada and California, ladies and gentlemen, right there. And we so say many- sorry a lot in Canada. Let me tell you, just not in that context. We yeah. don't use it in that particular way. Yeah. Another phrase that I've said and and you 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 picked up on it is my family. We say I love you to mm-hmm. each other a lot. A I grew lot. up in a household. My mom and dad. We it was just and today I talked about it. Love you, buddy. Love you. Like yes. it's just love you, love you, love you, love you, love you, love you, love you. And anyway, I remember people used to come over and they're like, enough with the I love yous, man. You guys are just throwing them around. And then when people, when I, you know, Karen and I, she didn't come from a house like that. Mm-hmm. You know, not that they didn't say I love you, but it was like a once a year on like Christmas at, yes, if, that's, if, yeah, if, my after house, a couple yeah. glasses of wine, you know. <laughs> but in my house, we would get in fights, and I would still be—I'd be yelling at my dad, and my dad yelling at me, and then no matter what, I'd be like, ah, I love you, and just walk away. Yeah. No, my girls—I've definitely raised my girls that way. They've heard every day of their life from me, yeah. uh, with with very little exaggeration, because I don't know how many days there have been that I haven't at least spoken to them. But um, yeah, every day I love yous, and so they do it a lot. And I hear you, and yet I think I always come back to even when it seems like it's being thrown around a lot, we 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 leave each other every day to go out into the world. Totally. And I just. Always imagine like families that have faced tragedy oh. where they were like, I wish I would have, you know. Don't even say it. No, but you see what I'm saying? So Don't I that's it. what I always think. I'm like, I would rather them be th- throwing with abundance, I love yous, but know that I was hearing it or that I said it to them, you know, before, um, you know, whatever. So yeah, sorry to that wasn't meant to be like a bummer. No, 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 no. I've even th- I sometimes think said, value. I remember one time, uh, that I've even thrown the F word in with I love you. I effing love, love you. Love you. Yeah, that's a good when one. I'm mad. emphasis. When I'm mad. <laughs> Yelling, I love you with the F word in there. Nice. We're going to end Joe with that. Sib. There you go. Uh, Anea, thank you so much uh, for being here today. My name is Joe Sib. Uh, any questions you guys have about the show, always hit us up, radparenting at gmail.com. Do not be afraid to text the word parenting to 313131. And if you're in Los Angeles and you're hearing our voices before October 1st, yeah. please come on down to the improv for an amazing night. Stand up for for girls starts at 7:30. You can get tickets at improv.com. Go underneath the city Hollywood, and the tickets are there for October 1st, 7:30 p.m. My name is Joe Sib and Anaya Bogue. And we're out of here. Late. Late.